0: So this morning, I want to speak on the verse 1 John three sixteen 3, 16 and 17, and also 1 John chapter 4. And let's just read the first one, 1 John chapter 3. By this we know love, that he laid down his life for us, and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters. Little children, let us not love in word or talk, in action and in truth. This is the ultimate demonstration of love. My goal today is we'd understand what this scripture means, and I want to break it down into four parts. Love is humble, love is costly, love is a choice, and love is actions, not just words. Thank you for moving the screen off my face. (laughs) Um, So first of all, I want to talk about love is humble. What's the difference between pride and humility? Pride says, I am too important to serve you. You have to serve me. So if this is what Jesus did, how did he demonstrate it? And Philippians and chapter 2 verses 6 through 11, really put this very clearly. Adopt the same attitude as that of Christ Jesus, who, existing in the form of God, did not consider equality with God as something to be exploited. Instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant taking on the likeness of humanity And when he'd come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even the death of the cross. So what does verse 8 actually mean? What does it mean that he became obedient to the point of death, even the death of a cross? cross? So I'm going to tell you just a very quick story about an 11-year-old boy. Anybody know who that is? It's me at 11. So I, at, at school, I got myself into a fight with another boy. And as I was pulling my hand back to punch him, I accidentally put my elbow through a glass door, smashing everything. One of the school staff saw this. He saw it all happen. He came up to me. He said, he, he's not somebody that I knew. And he'd seen the fight. He said, don't worry about this. I'll replace the the glass and repair the door. Just don't worry. Wow. Wow. Did I deserve this? No way. What was going on there? He took all of the cost of what I'd done on himself. And this is what Jesus did. This is how Jesus work for us. He took on the cost of my bad behavior on himself. Also, this member of staff was a a very humble thing for him to do. Um, It wasn't about being fair. It was an act of pure kindness to someone who didn't deserve it. This is what Jesus did by humbling himself. God's love was revealed among us in this way. God sent his one and only son into the world so that we may live through him. In this is love, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son to be the atoning sacrifice for our sins. Dear friends, if God loved us in this way, we also must love one another. The expression atoning sacrifices, what does that mean? Well, it means... Uh, It means doing something in the place of someone else to to lift off their guilt. So if you like, the staff member at the school atoned for what I did by taking all of the responsibility on himself and fixing it himself. Uh, Jesus did other acts of humility as well as this, like washing his disciples' feet. So that then is the first. Love is humble. And then I'm going to look at love being costly. Love is costly. Um, for the broken window at the school, the cost was time and money. For Jesus, the cost was dying in agony, taking on the punishment that we deserved. For a marriage partnership, uh, in fact, any relationship, there is a cost. <clears throat> and this, the, this cost includes sacrificing our wants and desires uh, sacrificing what we want for the sake of the other person. I'll give you an example. And uh, um, during this, and I, I've not asked Anne's permission to give you this, so I hope I don't embarrass her. But during this last week, one night I was desperately tired. And um, in the night Anne had to get up in the night, and when she came back, I'd rolled over and grabbed, and all the covers were wrapped around me. And she had a choice that she could get the covers back and wake me up, And she decided not to do that. She decided to go and sleep on the sofa. That was an act of love that was costly, and it was taking the cost on herself. Um, So, uh, you know, that's a tip for you as a husband and bride. (laughs) Um, So um, uh, I would say then that um, fixing one another's mistakes is part of the cost So, love is costly. True love is putting the other person's needs above your own. So, true love in marriage is laying down your needs and desires as your first priority and putting your spouse's needs first. It's a kind of death to self. So, love is costly. And now I'm going to look at the third point, love is a choice, and i am going to to go back to the first verses i looked at uh, by this we know love that he laid down his life for us and we ought to lay down our lives for our brothers and sisters and then it goes on little children let us love in word not love in word or talk but in actions and in truth so verse 18 talks about loving with action now in our culture love is very much seen in terms of emotions love is all about emotions it's about you know feeling that warm fuzzy feeling in our hearts and and that's not how, how it's represented in the bible in the bible love is about making a choice to act in this way towards someone um, you don't uh, so the problem with our culture's view of love is there's no choice involved. You either feel it or you don't. And if you start feeling that warm, fuzzy feeling, then you go and find someone else who makes you feel that way. And that, and we get constant divorces and marriages in our society. But in God's word, love is a choice to behave in a particular way towards that person. So to love someone doesn't mean to feel warm, fuzzy feelings towards them. To love someone is to act in a loving way towards them that's uh, why my third point here is that love is a choice love is a choice and then the last point is that love is actions not just words what do I mean by actions well I don't know, who have you heard of the five love languages the five love languages um, it, it's it's a, a wonderful book written by a Christian author, but it's widely used because it's so insightful. It's about how to discover what it is that your partner enjoys. And it can work in friendships as well as marriages. Um, So some people, it's an act of service that that, that they like when you do something for them. Some receiving gifts. Oh, you you, you saw that. I like that. Oh, you must know me to buy me something like that. Quality time. I just want to. I don't interest in that stuff. I just want to sit down and spend time with you. Words of affirmation. Why do you Why do you tell me nice things about myself? Um, physical touch, hugging, just uh, connecting physically. Now, all of us want all of these things at some level. It's not just like an either or, but for, usually there's one or two of those that we particularly appreciate. And you need to learn the love language of your spouse in order that they will receive your love. And you can do what, we, what Jesus did, which is to love in action, not just in uh, a few meaningless words. Jesus showed love in these four ways. And I want to end by challenging you to whether you have received Jesus' love um, and his offer of forgiveness. So here is Jesus' love, his offer of forgiveness. And this is what we have. Jesus was humble. Jesus gave a very costly love. Jesus' love was a choice, and his love was actions and not just words. If someone offers you a special gift that they cost them so much and you're not even interested in opening the package, what does it say about you? Jesus offers you, if you're not a follower of Jesus this morning, he offers you this gift of love. And you can receive this simply by praying to him and saying to him, asking him to do what that man did for me when I broke the window, to take your guilt on himself, to take on himself all of the wrongdoing that you've done. If you've got any questions, if you're interested in what I was saying, you're not a follower of Jesus and you want to know more, please come and talk to me afterwards. I would love to talk to you. And also, if you're interested in the five love languages, I will give you the references because I would say it's well worth, in, in any kind of friendship, learning what these tools are. Let's just pray now, shall we, for all of us and for the bride and groom. Lord, we thank you for Jesus' love to us. We thank you, God, that... that Your love through him and his love to us is the ultimate demonstration of how we learn love. Help all of us, Lord, to love one another better, following Jesus. Uh, Help this couple, Lord, that they would love each other in the way that Jesus loved us. And Lord, may all of us experience your love towards us in Jesus' name. Amen.